This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. What's up everyone? Welcome to Bijistan, where streamers live. In this show, we talk about everything from Seinfeld to Mirzapur. I'm your host, Siddharth Jain, and joining me as always is Gaurav Jain and Mahasha. Without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome guys to the first episode of our show and I'd like to call in Gaurav. Hey man. Hey Sid, what's up? Hey Marsh, what's up? Hi Marsh. Hi Gaurav, hi, hi Sid. Hi. So now, you know, we're all three here. You know, I just realized that I did a good thing by moving out of South Bombay a few years ago. Otherwise, this show would have no diversity, man. I, I, I don't think anybody's ever said that in the history of mankind that they've done a good thing by moving out of South Bombay. And why would you want to begin the show with such a huge lie? You know, uh, and once you've been born and brought up in South Bombay, you can go wherever in the world. Forget North Bombay or you can go to New York. You're still from South Bombay. So I don't think that's ever going to change. Well, at least you're calling it North Bombay. That's interesting. And that's insightful. I'm just being polite, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But Sid, I want to ask you, do you you believe this is theory? You know, people believe that, you know, South Bombay outsells New York when it comes to the Manhattan Times. Do you agree? (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Without a doubt. You know, for me, South Bombay was like, it's been a couple of years and, you know, you know, we hardly shoot any movies and shows there. But, you know, for me, Scam was that one show that uh, clearly took me back, like in, you know, whichever way. I don't know if you guys have, uh, you know, watched it. Have you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Both of you. Yeah. So for me, it was like the show because, you know, I spent my early years of college walking around Fort and Churchgate. So it was quite an interesting, you know, memory. And uh, what do you think about the show, man? Because it's completely come from nowhere. People had no expectations. Thin plot. And suddenly everybody's saying, yay, what an amazing show. And just taking everybody by surprise. I know who Prati Gandhi is, by the way. And that's like, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty insane. The reaction that's been pouring from all quarters. To me, when somebody talks about Scam 92, I think the, the most distinct fact is that i mean look at this look at the imdb numbers i mean it's it's sort yeah. of come down now as more people vote but it's still in the top 15 it's still above madman it is still above uh, you know sherlock it's still above all these fantastic shows and i think that's a huge huge it tells you the sort of achievement it, it actually is right i think it's it's a fair point marsh but i think imdb really don't put much stock in that right now because it's a new show and again by the volume of the number of indians watching the votes will just be that much higher. So I think the weighted average and all that stuff will fix the actual rating of the show. Right. But fair play, uh, I think there is right. There's no real expectations with the show at all. I think a lot of people today might not even have been like that old to know about the scam per se. You know, I was like in my, I mean, I was in my teens at that point. Uh, so no, my man. knowledge of it was peripheral, you know, like in terms of what happened and that a scam happened, you know, and you pick up this information later, but they've really, really kicked it out of the park with the way they approached it, the way it was put together. And it, it doesn't look like it's a very expensive show either. You know, it's all quality and there is no flash. There is no sort of pizzazz to it. And they've worked with, with whatever they had. And uh, they just... I mean, you focus on the plot, right? When, and the performances, when you don't have any other sort of uh, crutches to sort of fall back on, which is say style or say like big names, when you don't have any of that, the show just has to be good. And that's the only thing you can bank on. And that's what they did. Also to add to that quickly, I, I think to me, the greatest takeout was the fact that they did not uh, spoon feed. In a show like this, it becomes very easy. So, I mean, yeah. they did spoon feed. There was, there was this, I, th- I, I thought it struck a fantastic balance in between. Yeah. You know, spoon feeding and not taking the audition yeah. at the same time. Yeah, and they didn't, they didn't overcomplicate it in terms of, you know, what the financial sort of space is. I think it's like if you think about Wall Street back in the day with uh, with Oliver Stone, you know, which also deals in the same sort of mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. And, what they, and what Oliver Stone did there is just sort of kept it simple, you know. What are yes. the key things? What are happening? You just keep it very, very simple. And you understand that some guy is cheating some guy and there's a scam happening there as well. And they just sort of boil it down to that. And obviously the stunning performance is there, right? And that's what carries it through. And that's what they did with with this one. But I think the the biggest success, I think that uh, they've achieved with the show. And I think it falls, in my opinion, to the fact that they were very, very... Uh, genuine in the way they did it. There's no cynicism mm. to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like compared mm-hmm. to like, say, uh, if you watched as a Safari Khan movie that came out a couple of years ago, I think. Bazaar. Bazaar. Yeah. 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 So I think, I think for them, they have that formula. They've got a sort of 
dial into, right? It, there has to be like a couple of songs. The villain has to be sort of overtly bad. Motivations don't matter. You know what I mean? It's just like, okay, yeah. this is it. There's no gray area. There is no uh, complex characters. You know, it's, it's just, this is it. Sefali Khans is going to be this, this one sort of big name. He's going to have all the answers. He's going to have all the moves lined up. And he's always going to come out on top. Yes, exactly that. And and, and yeah. there's no formula there. You're not satisfying any kind of a distributor's need or the audience's need. So you're putting a tight, like a, a lightum song in there or whatever. It's it's free of all these encumbrances, right? Because yeah. ultimately, because it's on a VOD platform or a or an OTT platform and it's pull content, right? You decide whether you want to watch it purely on the merit of say maybe the trailer or the word of mouth and, and you're paying with your time you know what i mean i think that's the greatest thing here so uh it, it really has to fall back on that and the only way to do it is just be less cynical about it yeah that's yeah. what i think and also i think you know a couple of things that the show hit right was the whole you know i think it got the music right for a show like this i really felt oh, that yeah. Yeah. you know the music sort of came from nowhere and had this strange you know yes hypnotic kind of a from thing the start from the title yeah. start I mean, Mad Men's uh, sort of scene to it where the character's kind of falling. It has a little bit of inspiration from there. But yes. uh, the music was brilliant as well. I mean, it's just like, to me, uh, a, a show that can travel. Like, it's international quality in the way it's been put together and thought out. Yeah. Okay, there are, there are some rough edges somewhere. And I had some issues with some parts of the plot. But I mean, besides that, in general, like, their approach is international. It's, it's like global quality work. Uh, and that's what that's what makes this uh, amazing. And again, Sony Live, nobody saw it coming, man. Like, where did it come from? Who were this I, planning this? I subscribed when? to Sony Live for this show. You did, so, yes, yeah. I discovered Sony Live with this show. So you know, I'm 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 a huge I'm a huge football fan, right? And um, yeah. naturally, I subscribe to Hotstar because so I can watch EPL every weekend. Um, the club that I follow constantly goes to the UCL, right, every year. Ah, but but it, but it, like, but it, yeah. But it's something that I'd never ever uh, watched. I'd always follow the <laughs> score, you know. And uh, when I, when it came down to Scam 92, I said, no, man. So I think for me, for the first time in my life, I've actually subscribed to a platform because of one property. And I think that's that's what's happened yeah. to me as well. Testament, like, you know, if a show can make you subscribe to a platform, that's a huge win, man. Yeah. And then that's what any yeah. platform would aspire to, right, today. And that, that's like amazing. And you know exactly why you know I think it's ironic because I think no platform would greenlight this show. Oh, this show no has way. purely happened because Samir Nair is at applause. His yep. model is let's make the show and take it to a platform. Yep. Yep. And you know it's purely that because imagine taking a proposal like this with this kind of a script, this kind of a cast and saying let's make exactly. a show for 18 crores. I mean no way dude. Say you have to cast they laugh, you, they laugh you, you out of the door. They yeah. laugh you out of the door. You know what I mean? So it, it's yeah. ironical that a platform has been, you know, discovered with a show that a platform would usually not green light. That's a huge point, man. Yeah, you make but, a but, fantastic but, point. But tell me, Sid, I'll, and I'll, and I'll uh, be very honest because I've sort of, you know, I'm, uh, like you also have been on the commissioning side for so long. You know, hmm. somebody came to me with, I, I, I know, I'm not sure. I think a Harshad Mehta story would be very interesting, huh? Yeah, but I, they'll say, but, get a Rajkumar but, Rao to play Harshad Mehta. Yeah, Fair. that's the other that's side. The right? and, yes. and that's a huge point, man. That's a huge point. I think, I think, uh, Marsh, I think that's a fair point, right? We might see the story, yeah, yeah. but we'd fall for the same, same pressures that uh, as platforms uh, you're bound to, right? Oh, let's take a Rajkumar Rao. Exactly what Sid just said. To have the courage right. to go yeah. out and do this, I don't think will come from the platform side. It can only come from a production side. Adding that, especially if Hansal Mehta goes and says, I want to make a show, they'll say, you have to get Rajkumar Rao, right? right and I'm saying right, that's right. the whole, and the thing is, you know, and I feel Pratik Gandhi, who nobody knew, comes as this very sincere looking Guju guy, who has this great smile on his face as if, you know, he's not an evil person. He's an opportunistic entrepreneurial guju that we all yeah. identify with. And he has no baggage. So, you know, we are see, he's a true underdog. Imagine a star in the same role. It would have been so difficult, you know. I think you'd see, it, you'd see it coming from a mile, right? If you know the person who's doing the show is a well-known star. You know Seth, it's coming. You can see Seth, it. Seth in yeah. yeah, you can yeah. see it coming, right? It's all set up. And, and they will never put themselves in that position either. Unless they're getting that other sort of win down the line. Uh, but I think I think it also does a bit of a disservice to the whole thing by uh, I think Pratik Gandhi's performance, right? I mean, the fact that he's such an earnest guy coming into it, uh, 
also sort of makes the scam seem like ha ah, okay do you know what i mean yeah. like uh, yeah, yeah. oh too bad like you sympathize with him because he it's was so good down the impact of yeah it completely destroys the fact that this and and also it doesn't explain how you know one component of the scam which is whatever 500 crore or whatever it was at one bank becomes a 5000 crore scam so it does sort of gloss over certain aspects of storytelling which i think they missed and right. uh, they should have sort of delved into as to how this actually replicated itself to that quantum i think that that does a bit of a disservice to a, a a watcher that's a bit more keen but in any case my point is uh, i like the guy's performance so much i, I see some points where he's trying to break in and you know obviously they may, they might have been true to a great extent as well but it kind of doesn't excuse what uh, what he ended up sort of compounding on other people they do address it with you know that character who's his friend spoiler alert who kills himself and 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 things like that uh they do address it like the consequences of it in a very personal mm-hmm. way because that character i think yeah. exists to sort of Correct. show the consequences of the action but even then you know uh, i i think it tones down like you said said the impact of the guy's actions and it sort of seems like this is forgiving him in a way or uh, you know with yeah. the other yeah so that yeah. to me doesn't sit very well with me but in any case these are all choices that you make as a storyteller but i and, think, yeah. uh, and that's fine yeah, honestly yeah, that's yeah. a pers- personal perception and any director is free to take that i don't think he needs to conform to any kind of moral code or anything of that sort you know it's but, completely but I, fine I, i'll tell you what another interesting thing for me is the fact that you know and this comes a lot closer to uh, what sid does the fact that it's based on sucheta dalal's non fiction yeah, uh, yeah. you know yeah. I, i so i have this i have this bit of a snobbish arrogant theory if i've read the mm. book before a movie or a show has come out I refuse to watch the film or show no matter how popular it becomes right this is something scam 92 is something that I actually now want to go back and read the book uh, because yeah. I also think it it will be a very interesting academic exercise to see how exactly they've adapted I'm saying yeah, if you want to watch the show yeah. I, I, and now if you read the book uh, would I do it the same way would I do this differently yeah that whole adaptation I think is a very very interesting exercise uh, and I'm very curious to do it you know i'd so like to just also yeah. just you know highlight one more point so when i started so i sampled the show on the weekend that it came out because you know i started trading in 1990 when i was in college right. and i started trading because of harshad patna and i was i was consumed by the stock market in those 2 3 years and my grandfather my my dad you know, nobody knew what i was up to and i was like this this guy who's making money my pocket money of 5000 became some 2 lakhs in those 2 years so it was very personal to me but you know when the show started right i thought it's a bit filmy it's a bit yeah. it's a bit not what i was expecting uh, you know like a very realistic uh, yeah. treatment Yeah, like it's not a margin call, you know. It's, yeah. it's not like margin uh, call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Which I think it doesn't uh, need to be. It wouldn't work yeah. for the Indian audience, right? Yeah, But I have yeah. two yeah. points here. I have two points here. One, I mean, Sid, how old are you, man? I mean, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, you don't look that old. So I'm just like, how have you? How are you trading and making money off of Harshad Mehta? I mean, what is it? Botox, Botox, what is it? Uh, you want me to answer this question? No, I mean that's a genuine question, actually, man. Because you yeah. don't look like no, a day over forty to me, and it, clearly yeah. you're sixty years old. I think so right? I'm clearly <laughs> a little more than forty, <laughs> early forties, and of course, you know, I was in college then, and I yeah, yeah, I just took advantage of the bull. No, no, it it makes it makes total sense, man. I think I think the other thing it it also sort of harks back to is the way they've sort of chosen the narrative voices. I was a little bit frustrated. Uh, I think mm. in the sense that the choices they made I think they could have definitely you know had Sucheta's perspective I think some of these things happened very quickly like you know if you look back at the production or the narrative as well I don't think we delved really into the uh, a deeper sort of dive into how the how the investigation happened right it's it sort of some yeah. compresses very very quick the the time frame that certain things get lost over you know what I mean but I think for the audience I, that this was made for I think yeah, it works yeah, very yeah. very well You know. Yes, and yeah, I would also, guess you know to go through the studio system and the producers oh, and the various sure. variations. No, I'm sure the script would have started with being very true, yeah. real, detailed. Yeah. And by the time you come to the shooting draft, after like 500 narrations and yep. budget constraints and location constraints and people <laughs> pointing out Hindi dialogue is ha, not enough, ha, ha. too much English, ये जार्गन अच्छा नहीं है, वो अच्छा नहीं है. But you would have become what it's become. But you know what I love? Survive and thrive. Like, but you know what I loved about this as well is the amount of Gujarati they threw it in there, and yeah, you know, know the fact that they stuck to their guns that way, and they aren't going out and sort of making everything Hindi or making everything English for that matter. Mm-hmm. I I think they made it accessible. It's like I'm saying, like it's a very genuine approach 
to creation of content, right? And I don't think a lot of people were doing that for a long time. And all of a sudden, I mean, not just for scam. I mean, you take a look at Sacred Game or something as well. It's approach with the same genuineness in terms of the story they want to tell. Obviously, that the budget is probably the catering budget of Sacred Game is probably the budget for uh, so scam. So this show, like, apparently had a budget of eighteen crores for the entire season, oh, which, is, which is not much. Which is, is not what, much. Uh, much uh, episode and a half of Sacred Games, I'm guessing. You know. Yeah, I mean? and, so. and that too entirely <laughs> to be shot in Bombay. It's quite yeah. a budget. It's 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 quite an achievement, man. I think that's what comes with uh, constraints, man. You, you just have no choice but to be creative. You know, at the end of the day, that's and all you can do. Filmmakers who have made independent films, you know, by struggling, they yeah. get through this. Exactly. You know, somebody like somebody like him. You know, like uh, yeah, he, he has done. Yeah, yeah, they have done a. I mean, it's a great team, man. Phenomenal. And I just wanted to sort of loop in. So you know, the thing was that this dialogue, right? So when the show started, it was a bit cliched, and I thought not. Yeah. But I figured that the punchlines, which were problematic for me in the first episode, mm-hmm. kind of. I started enjoying them, and I think that's the Indian audience. So ishke to riske. I think you know yeah. small things. Have really stuck in a way, you know, to sort of make but the package accessible. But that's the exactly that. That's your mainstream sort of populist. Those are the choices you're making yeah, to sort of yeah, reach out yeah. to the audience that is broader. You know, yeah, maybe yeah, the, yeah, maybe yeah. the same film going audience sort of gets gets looped in with this kind of sort of uh, verbalization to them. And I think that's fine. Again, stylistic choices we make. I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, I you agree. Know, but, I agree with yeah. I completely agree with Gaurav here because also. You know, I think Indian. I, I think as an audience, we are used to a certain dialogue buzzy, so as to speak. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And and exactly. I have actually, you know, I, and this is just my personal opinion. Even as a fan, even as even as a, yeah, even if we yeah. take our all our professional hats off here, you know, with, yeah. the, with the kind of films that you grew up to, and when you talk to people, if you're a few drinks down, you know, dua me yad rakna ya ishq to riska. Yeah. It's, it's such a it's such a strong part about being an Indian with our culture. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. In our yeah. pop culture, in particular, you know. Um, I think it also defines where you are in that era, right? It's like, uh, like somebody told me once, like if you go to a if any there's a there's a restaurant here in the UK, right? Today with an Indian restaurant, music they play will probably reflect the generation that they left India in. Yeah, you know, it sort of harks back to that time. So essentially, through some of these things, you can probably tell what generation of content Absolutely. you are. No, but that's, ideas. Yeah, this is yeah. you know this is such an incredible point because it's so personal, and thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> uh, you know, just before the lockdown, I was in in Thailand on a holiday, and and um, this has been my grouse, right? With most Indian restaurants, as particularly mm-hmm. in in Far East and Southeast Asia, it it looks like they've you know all moved out of their respective towns in the late eighties because yeah. I've never heard a, I've never heard a Jagjit Singh song after nineteen eighty seven in any of these restaurants. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's exactly it. Yep. Five years ago, I went to you know Fiji for a location because the government had invited people to shoot there, and it's such a long flight to fly to Fiji. And there, you know, most of the Indians came from Central India, Bihar, and right, right. all the radio channels and all the places you go to in Fiji, they play only Bhojpuri music, yeah. or music from the seventies <laughs> and the eighties. And yeah. it was yeah, which really, is the time warp that they are caught in, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a, and and the funny thing here is basically, Sid. When I grow up, I want to be like you, man. I mean, nobody even calls me the to like their house in South Bombay, let alone calling me to Fiji. <laughs> let me calling me to Fiji to like check out a location. I mean, like, what have I done wrong with my life? I'm just sort of evaluating my choices right you now. You guys have not moved out of your comfort zone, which is South I, Bombay. I, I, I agree. Dude. I'm packing, <laughs> I'm packing tomorrow, dude. Everything. I'm. Uh, I'm moving to Andheri East tomorrow. I'm just going to probably all my friends. But you know, I think it's easier to it's easier to get to Fiji from a marine drive perspective than that's to Andheri East. Right? That's actually a very fair point. Yeah, townies only only townies can talk like this. <laughs> no, no, I so, mean totally. You know, have any of you guys ever seen Black Monday? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the, this is the Don Cheadle. The Don Cheadle, yeah. Square. Yeah, man. Our treatment to a stock market show, and I thought it was like. So bizarrely fun. It, it 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 worked for me in a fun way, but to me, it would have worked so much better had any of that shit been actually real, real. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? of course. Yeah. Like I started watching it, thinking, okay, Black Monday, kuch to like realistic hoga. There'll be like a perspective which is gonna be interesting. But obviously, yeah. they went the other way. They went completely. I think to me, it's like a, it's like the Bollywood version of what yeah. Scam ninety two would have been had it been made like a really commercial filmmaker backed by a commercial. Yeah, studio. they didn't have it a movie that it had no way. real story. It yes. Would, Like it would be this. It would be totally this sort of bizarre, you know, uh, graphic sort of exaggerated approach 
to personalities to language to situations yeah uh, but it it's fun but i don't think i i didn't go back to season 2 for that show because to me it just seemed like a uh just a giant waste of time you know yeah, that's so, like uh, gulf of yeah, wall street or the big shot i mean these films yeah. because they're like real stories I mean, they yeah. you know i think they stick more with the business for sure you know, for sure so i i couldn't even get past episode 1 i i my problem yeah. with it was i i just felt it was trying too hard to be too cool and taking itself too seriously yeah um, yeah definitely it, it looked definitely. like they were saying look here's my punchline I, you know the whole the way it was directed i didn't actually enjoy it, it didn't suck me in at all somehow I mean to me the king of like uh like finance movies is like I said Wall Street. I mean why would you even yeah, bother? I mean yeah, Gordon yeah, Gekko. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's the beginning and the end of everything right in finance. Yeah, and yeah. I mean the big shot again is phenomenally well made and it's got that indie sort of DNA to it obviously and all these big stars coming in for obviously which is a minuscule pitch check out the story that's super interesting and and not relies on that sort of interaction with the ensemble cast. So it that again is a standout project. But other than that, I mean, most of these finance things are like Boiler Room is another one I can think of. It's a lot of yeah. fun to watch, you know. And uh, again, great cast. Or a lot of these guys like Vin Diesel, Giovanni Ribisi before they were like these huge people. And uh, again, great story, well told. I think that's what it comes down to, man. I mean, you can take a bad yeah. story and and tell it well, and that's still okay. Like look at The Godfather, right? It's a terrible book, yeah. and it's probably one of the greatest films ever made, arguably. So I mean, I it all comes down book, to how you do I, it. I, I, I do enjoy no, them, but then I have, no, I have a lot of bars. Read it again. Read it again. <laughs> Believe me, it's a terrible book. I mean, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I just love you know. I, it's just that whole Mario Puzo universe is just so kitschy, so, right? Uh, I think exactly. I mean, from if you look at it from that pulpy aspect of it, yeah. I mean, that yeah, way it's a yeah. great book in that sense. But I'm like from a like the like the uh, like a literary merit to it. it there of is course, none. There course, is none, right? There's I none, think yeah. it's not even one of his best books. I think he's got far better books than. Uh, The Godfather in his repertoire. My uh, favorite is the Sicilian. I, Sicilian, I, I just, yeah, there you go. I, I think the Sicilian. Uh, the I mean, the Sicilian. I think was great. This fourth K. I think was like yeah. a a very cinematic sort of uh, approach as well. But uh, but yeah, um, great film. And I think I don't know how much input he had. I think Francis Ford Coppola didn't like the book either. He didn't want to do it. Uh, I think there's a there's a great movie coming out about the making of the Godfather now. Godfather, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. I mean, have you guys seen Archeo? No, and this is the one that's got Oscar Isaac playing Coppola, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one. I that's can't one. wait yeah. to watch it. Yeah. I can't wait either, man. Have you guys seen Archeo three two one, the HBO film on the making of Citizen Kane? No, I, I want to watch. There is uh, 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 John Cromwell, I think, playing William Randolph Hearst, Melanie Griffith. It's a HBO movie, like TV right. movie or whatever you want to call it, but. it's amazing it's got some fantastic lines great these sort of uh you know confrontation scenes it's got everything so i'm just like if the godfather making of the godfather is anything like what they did with rko 321 uh, i mean mm-hmm. believe well, you know, it's going to be amazing this is a season of uh, subjects like these right ben affleck is also making a movie that's on the making of chinatown yeah I just Going read a book to- on the making of Chinatown. Uh, I just finished reading it, and uh, again, fantastic, fantastic book, fantastic story surrounding the whole, you know, with uh, with uh, what's his name, Jack Nicholson, and how he came to the movie, and Roman Polanski, and everything that led to that, you know, with his sort of dark history right before that. So yeah, and Ben Affleck is actually a much better director than he's a. Actor, oh, I, I, I guess. Yeah, right? I, I think mean, he's an incredible director. He should just stick it. to that man. He's a terrible actor. He's a, he's the worst Batman ever as well. So, yeah. <laughs> coming back to the streaming wars in our country, yeah. so yeah. you know, after Sony Live scam, you know, obviously Amazon and, and Netflix had an ace up their sleeve. Yeah, which is the sequel to Mirzapur and a Suitable Boy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Nice. I think probably on the same day or the same weekend. I same think. day, same day. Mirzapur and Scam day. was same day. Yeah. So, what did you all see first? And like, have you? Like what have you guys so, seen? So I watched Mirzapur first. I have to admit, I'm I live in Mirzapur. I'm a huge fan. I I mean I know yeah. that Eastern Eastern UP gangster. It's been done a billion times before. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything and we see on the show, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. And then anybody who's ever seen Scorsese, Coppola, you know, um, all of it has been you know the twists, the plot turns, the violence. But it's crazy. So I have this I have this friend circle. You know, we we have a separate Mirzapur group by the way, and we are like, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 And the whole world seems so, disapp- so disappointed by season two. But you know, unfortunately, oh, I loved the- it, man. I, I thought it was it. great. I thought it was yeah. great. I mean, I, my only problem was they made you know, Gudu just became the most boring human being on this planet. 
स्क्रिप्ट Yeah. Amazing first act. You know the yeah. climax of your act three, but how do you pass time? Because you have to pass time. How do you make it there? And how I felt that, that happen. Yeah. And I thought they did it in a very good, you know, good way. They they really swim through season two with least damage. Yes. And yeah, there are these problems. Yeah, right? man. But you know, there are. I mean, it, it, there are there are so many fan theories floating around, and I I love this. This you know because people like us who just grown up. I mean, who just watched a lot of American shows. um or shows from the west and suddenly you see fan theories and fan clubs and memes for an indian show it just yeah. makes me very happy um and, <laughs> no, and you know you can google this on reddit on reddit on kora there are theories that you know munna tripathi spoiler alert is not dead uh, in season 2 huh. he's going to come back in season 3 and there are these bizarre theories about how sharad and and kalin bhai are going to come together and yeah. i love it i love it is a great indian show yeah. i mean totally and i think I, th- i have a bit of a take on this right i mean honestly when like i wasn't even willing to watch mirza with an open mind right like I to me no it was it was honestly not even that it to me it just first of all it's a world that is so far away from me that is not even like you know conceivable okay yeah. firstly and secondly it was also that uh, I, i didn't know what to expect like everybody was raving about it also when the first season came out sacred games had just come out as well at that point right yes. and it was right after i think and obviously sacred games season 1 for me set a very high standard for what to kind of expect from an indian show and i just thought what the hell are these guys trying to do and uh, and because a lot of these uh, films that are set in the badlands of up tend to be so badly made and so kitschy right that yeah. it, it just becomes like those old baku films and they have that sort of spiritual approach in that way and it just never seems very convincing although there's one or two daku films i'm a big fan of but in this particular case i didn't know what to expect and then i said okay let me give it a shot right because you got to have to mind the content and then and then i just got sucked into it dude it, it was like a phenomenal world that they created these kick ass characters the language is so coarse it's i love the language i it's love it it's hilarious it. it's also like a spiritual successor to say gangs of basketball in the sense that they yes. taken everything to the gangs of basketball world and just an x right just the approach the language the situations the way they are dealt with and i saw this great compilation the other day of how pankaj tripathi more talent in his neck than people do in their entire body and this is a super cut of him just moving his neck and gesturing to people just in mirzapur right and it was yeah. so amazingly put together it was it was it was phenomenal i loved season 2 i do you know, some of the characters uh, from one yeah. but uh, like like messi and But I think that's what drives us forward. Like these two guys, and yeah. they're sort of uh, lacking that other counterpart. I think that's what kind of drives this whole story forward. And uh, I'm can't wait for season three, man. But you know, again, spoiler alert. Uh, but I love you know. I I thought the shade that they added to Kulbushan Karbandas Bauji's character, oh, yeah. this guy on the wheelchair, oh God. Who, watches, yeah. who watches you know Animal Planet all day. Yeah, and, and and the sort of end, you know, and you know, one thing I'll tell you, I think in a show like Mirzapur, it becomes easy, very easy to uh, fuel male testosterone and completely sideline the women. Yeah. I love, I love how aware they are and how women have been represented on the show. Um, yeah, e- even the way Radhya and the daughter-in-law, the way they get their revenge on the yeah. on the you know on on their father-in-law was incredible. And I love the fact that first she comes and says, "Nee, pehle main marungi, magbul ruko, don't do it." You know, then the other servant comes and says, "No, wait." You know, then she gives him a. No, but, you know, to- but you know, the funny thing is, yeah, I think you see that coming, right? In the sense, not not his death, but yeah. you know, she even the daughter-in-law also says that she will survive, that she would survive. You know, yeah. she's intent on doing that. You know, and, and somehow or the other, I think that's very well, very well sort of expressed over there. I think that's what's going to happen. Also, I think with uh, I think Munna Bhaiya's new wife as well. I yeah, think the CM Madhuri. I really yeah. liked her, man. I thought God, she was I mean, she, very, very, I she was very, very, yeah, super she, plant as a character. And I really like that guy, man. Oh, what's Robin, his name? Robin, Robin, Robin. Okay. Ah, I mean, he and his various mothers. I mean, terrible. Yeah. And no, that was a show which has such great actors and characters already from season one, yeah, and yeah, taking it back yeah. was brilliant. terrific writing brilliant. and and casting. But I also, I thought Kalin Bhaiya was insane to think that he was going to become CM of UP. Though I mean, 
I don't know how like why was he so surprised I mean I don't care how lawless you feel Mirzapur you know women yeah, yeah. par so, so he thought that, he yeah, so that was the family that was only guy from the that was yeah. very disappointing of Kalin Bhaiya to sort of say that I really wanted him to be like a uh, you know because I think he knows what, what he knows what his kid is like he knows the realities of the world to then to have him turn around and be like a a this pig was a little bit disappointing you know mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah but 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 I I also think it it uh, addresses uh, the reality right that a lot of seemingly modern people also you don't know what they really harbor and who they are deep yeah. down so i thought it was a very interesting perspective um but let me ask both of you and what what if you had to pick your favorite moment from the show what would be from season 2 like i'll tell you my favorite moment yeah is is when he goes to kill the chacha and the chacha says tum ye tumhara baap beep tumhara dawa oh yeah oh yeah for sure beep. Yeah, I think it was, the, it was the 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 yeah. nawab the nawab the nawab yeah, yeah. Goes to, oh yeah for yeah. sure for and sure and he says hamare nana ko kuch mat kehna bahut achhi family se thi hamari amma i thought that was incredible that no, was i think incredible. it was and it was such a brilliant uh, sort of inclusion of the character because i think i think the makers must have seen this guy was a huge hit like the character and that whole the whole situation with him from season 1 in the end when he's dancing and and munna said what he says to him and that became yeah. like a huge thing it became so popular <laughs> yeah. have him be like a key character in the in the follow up i think it was again man i just think that the the level of writing the level of approach the level of universe building characterization yeah, that yeah. we're going the seeing right now man it's like a it's so, like i don't know what's happened but it's like a 30x change that pressure to open a film on a weekend with a star is gone it's appears yeah. right and then you're truly now in the wild west of content where people are just coming so, out putting yeah. things there and you're seeing it happen But I'll tell you, But coming you to the writers, coming to the writers. Have you guys ever met the writers? No, man. I not know at the all. director. I know the director really well. I know Gurmeet. Karan. Well. Yeah, yeah. Gurmeet. Yeah. yeah. So let me tell you a thing about the writers, and you know, and th- that's actually I. So when Mirzapur trailer came out, right? I thought this show is not for me. Right. I, it's not my genre. It's not for me. I'm not interested in all this. And Sacred Games, I couldn't really. I didn't enjoy it. I stopped right. after episode one. So I was like, not in the mood to see, you know, Mirzapur at all. a day before the show dropped there was an event in bombay and i and they called me to moderate a session with the two writers of mirzapur so i said okay nice let's meet them and vineet krishna and puneet krishna and i met them in the you know uh, before the uh, the event and i was like oh you guys are the writers i would have never guessed very humble simple standing in a corner not talking to anybody non gangsterish non gangster absolutely not yeah so sweet sweet polite Amazing. humble Amazing. like really yeah and then i and then we start got you know start talking and you know they they did you know like one brother went to iim one brother was working Wow. multinational company coca cola you know, and they must be like these really dark dudes right to come up with this kind of stuff no so they no 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 they left their jobs and they were they wanted to write for a living they came to struggle to bombay and their wives were doing jobs and supporting the families you know and they were doing some assistant work here and there you know ad trying struggling trying struggling frustrated they do, they go back home to merit for the diwali holidays and out of frustration they think of this thing they come wow. back they pitch it to kasim med excel and he likes it they like the german the original voice that was there in their initial writing right. and then they spent almost a year in just writing writing developing with the it. team i think it shows yeah. right the development it shows, it shows. process shows here man i think and i think we don't develop right, things, right? It's their world yeah. it's their yeah. world that's yeah. that's not directed yeah. i think that's but you know but you know what happens is is typically like are yaar abhi to masipur kiya hai like how are you going to sort of go hit that you know yeah, what right. i mean that is the huge sort of barrier to sort of surmount as to like how do you make sure this is not a facsimile or like a, or, or like a, a a rip off or like a poor clone of a universe that has been established by like a a fairly well known writer director with again on, again pankaj tripathi is in vasipur uh, manoj vasipur yeah, is fantastic yeah, yeah. in the film as well so it's like one of the gold standards and, of that badland universe right film of film hence 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 the most important thing in creating this is the producer which yeah. is most underappreciated in our country Oh, and that's why yes. producer is called a producer and a director and writer is not called a producer if yes. it wasn't for excel 
if it was just yeah. a show to go to an OTT, it would never get greenlit. It would I never think get Excel, greenlit. It's an Excel thing. If Excel says we have to, we have faith in this new talent, this kind of yeah. a story, this kind of writing. We spent one year with these guys. We know what they have. Same thing like scam. You know, I'm saying this, this is where the importance of the producer. Same, you're spot on, man. I think you're yeah, absolutely yeah. spot on. And like a great example to this would be one of my favorite shows of all time is Seinfeld. Right. And that show was languishing in the ratings for three years. But, you know, they had some executives on the NBC side who believed in the show. Like any show would have been, you know, and like they like they popularly promoted as you know it's a show about nothing. Show about nothing. Show yeah. about nothing. I mean, there is no conceivable reason for that show to exist on a on a major American <laughs> network. You know what I mean? Like it would not yeah. have so, gone know, there. That was the working title for this podcast between three of us: a show about nothing. <laughs> nothing. I started with that. That was my first line. No, no, no. Too high a standard, man. Too high a standard you're setting. Mar jayenge. <laughs> exactly. So no, we thought no, we had to get something. No, but I agree with both of you. I think I think the development, uh, the sort yeah. of work that has put in. I, I, sorry, but I, by the way, I'm just digressing. I remember another favorite moment though from season two. Yeah, you know the scene where he smells the wine and then he says, "BCMC," <laughs> <laughs> and, and he just shoots the glass saying, "Give me another one." You know. Yeah, I thought that was incredible. That also shows to me the contrast between the two characters, right? And he's drinking wine like somebody who drinks wine, right? So very yeah. another sort of sophisticated or mean guy who doesn't want to be in that universe. But is there for revenge, and then Bonavaya was like a basket case, basically, right? I mean, the, the head case, and yeah. uh, which is why we love him also. But I mean, uh, massive contrast there, right, between the two yeah, of these guys. Yeah, and obviously, yeah. his approach to revenge is also sort of cold-hearted, very calculated, and and Munna is obviously like, yeah, take out a gun, shoot, and then ask questions later. And yeah. that's essentially his approach, and that's what he kind of does also later on in one of the episodes. Uh, so, Mirza, uh, one yeah. more thing I wanted to sort of point out and bring your attention is I think. It's also the first time, at least for me, I see a real showrunner in our industry, which is Karan Anshuman. You know, yes. I think, yes. you know, this creator, co-creator, showrunner space, right? Yeah. Of how do you yeah. see? Because you know, he's also the same guy, right? That people, he got a lot of not of great course. stuff for his work. Yeah. Same thing with Gurmeet. So you know, it's a team that people would say, "Boss, what will this team do?" Right. Right. And I right. think people Karan, Gurmeet, of its part, the writers, uh, yeah. they just everybody just. Did a terrific job, you know. And- I, 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 Sid, I think you're right, man. I think, I think the crucial part of this equation, in my opinion, and is is very, very simply development time, man. Like, give the guys the time they need. I mean, it's like the whole Kubrick thing, right? I'm gonna go shoot in London because nobody's gonna come see me or bother me. I'm gonna do this at a minimal budget because then nobody wants to care or ask questions because it's fine, it's cheap. And you leave I them with the right and, guys. And the right guys. So right. that was this thing. You work with a small crew, but I'll get to work for three years. You know, yeah, on a film, and nobody's going to bother me because it doesn't cost anybody anything per se. Uh, and and that's kind of that's kind of the approach people need to start taking. Man, just take time out, take twelve months. Don't put yeah. yourself under pressure with like a release date, like some of the films that we do now. And it's not like just India, man. I mean, American studios do it all the time. They film start filming. Like these, they're just example, these mission balls with uh, Tom Cruise or whatever. I mean, they just start filming a date, and everything's happening. On the set, which is incredible that a film is made like that, you know, like a two hundred million dollar film with a major movie star is 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 built uh, on an ID basis when you're banging out pages. And to me, that's just sheer insanity. You know? And that's the difference, right? You know, between this underdog team for a Mirzapur scam versus yeah. Bill Boy, which yeah. will get all the resources it needs from day one. Yeah, all the big guys, the known guys, will. Endorse it and green light it. Yeah, man. And again, on paper, right? On paper, it yeah. just looks like such yeah. an easy, easy sell to anybody. Are they okay? We yeah, it's a popular book. All know, that it's stuff. It's a green light without a script. I, yeah, I, I'm for sure. sure. It green lit way before the script was, for sure. was written. And no fight on the budget either. You know, yeah. you want nothing, but yeah. more. Take it. But what do you think of the? What do you think of it, man? Like to me, I mean, it was. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm so I, I I I'm I'm so glad I have this rule. So I read the book, so I don't have to watch the show now. You know? So that's the best. Um, but I'm in love. I'm in love with the soundtrack. It's been on loop uh, yeah. since forever. Those seven guzzles, I think, are just just, just incredible. So Marsh, you really haven't seen the show? No, I really you, haven't seen this. Ah, oh. but I, because I, I'm a huge fan of the book. Uh, it's not a book. It's a life. Actually, it's a lifetime. Gaurav, it's about have you read the book and seen the show? Oh, I haven't read the book, man. I mean, uh, the book never appealed to me. It was too thick when I saw it. And I just like, I don't know what to expect from Vikram Seth. Yeah. But uh, I, I did watch the show. I mean, I'm a big fan of Tabo as well. And, yeah. uh, you know, so that alone to me is... 
look man i think it's incredibly well produced i think it's very well built i think uh, it has like again it's an evolution in the way we present content now uh, yeah. you know in terms of even yaar ek zamane mein humko lighting karne ko nahi aata tha for for tv there is like sophisticated sort of approaches we're taking and we're telling stories through that so to me it's a very great evolution in production but yeah it it's not it's not an interesting universe it, it doesn't do anything for me it, it's not intriguing at all you know but i can see how it is like a a suitable project you know what i yeah. mean yeah. for everybody involved and, and i, I think, think it makes a lot of popular. sense I, i do believe that like i mean it's been trending at number 1 since the day it yeah. came out right i um, think i think it's also a very good project for the western audience Yes. Uh, about what india is or a story was, based in india was. what it was i mean yeah sorry but what india was i think it makes a very good sense to a lot of people outside of india whether yeah. it's the indian diaspora whether it's you know foreign non indians or whatever you want to call it uh, i think it's also netflix's approach to content it's, it's basically yeah. uh, uh, content from india but for everywhere in the world so i i i get yeah. so you know like for me uh, when the show started a suitable boy i thought slow narrative I was trying to like the show, trying to like the cast, and kind of the first episode for me was like drifting. But I think what really sucked me in after the point was just the world that I think Mira created so well, and you know, and the English sure, was like a bit, said, yeah, yeah, the English was a yeah. bit problematic for me, and it continued to remain a bit problematic. But you know, I think the music, the treatment, the production design, and then you know, I think. Did and you? then everything else kind of sort of you no, know the other the other interesting thing we noticed interestingly enough you have rasika duggal as well as kulbushan yeah. kalanda who are both in mirzapur as well yeah. so uh, i i we need to find more actors man uh, yeah know, yeah uh, big time but i think for a bbc show a suitable boy was superb i yeah. think it yeah. is trumped beecham house in a oh my way. god i was just coming to that you know gurinder yes uh, yes My God, that is a again. What an interesting uh, time! What interesting but I have a confession. Thing. I couldn't stop watching Beach House, even though I had issues with it. But I just, I think I just. No, I, I, give up. I love that universe, right? I mean, that environment, that time frame, to me is so intriguing and sad that you would choose to do that. Remember, said we talked about that book, which would have made a great film, which was set in a similar arena with the. I forget what it was called. Uh, the serial killer in the Mughal times. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jung, Jung, the Mustafa Jung series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, to me, that would have been such a such a great option instead of doing like a soap opera, basically. Man, you know, a Manoj Kumar film mixed with some soap opera yeah. by Gurinder Chadda, basically. It's just sad. But that's a great hybrid, man. That's yeah, an incredible. Yeah, yeah. I think Manoj Kumar. That's a fantastic hybrid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what happens when you spend all your time watching films and TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You also the the trailer of the Crown. Yeah, I, so. I can't wait for Princess Diana. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm invested in the show from day one, only to watch Princess Diana. I just want that. Really, really. Yeah. yeah. I think the Crown. I mean, obviously, the the, the new season. To me, one of the most powerful scenes that I've seen in, in television in general, I think, was when uh, when Elizabeth gets crowned, and I think it's it's her grandfather, and she's like what ninety, yeah. I think. Yeah. Like I know I can do that today, and like and that woman is probably three years my age, and and she does that, and to me that sort of really uh, blew me away. Like it sort But of, sorry, b- before before we discuss any further on the crown, huh? uh, let's get this out of the way. Both of you answer. Who do you prefer really, Claire Foy or Olivia Colman? Oh wow! Depends for what. Yeah, but it's a it's a um, really tough one. It's a really tough. Yeah, very um, tough. I, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. I'll tell you why this came to me. So I surprisingly not even thought about it. Right, and I was watching Rajiv Masan's uh, roundtable with the actors last year, and yeah. Akshay Khanna spoke about you know so they asked they, they, he asked the actors that you know what are the recent performances that have inspired you guys, uh, and Akshay Khanna said you know I'm watching the Queen and I'm in love with uh, Olivia Colman and Ranveer Singh turns to him and says uh, really sir do you prefer Olivia Colman over Claire Foy and he and he didn't even bat an eye he said of course yeah yeah definitely I think that's yeah. the safest answer on this you can't compare the two roles because they're two different times you have one person who's unsure. Just starting out, very naive and trust in the universe, right? And the other ones are much more self-assured person with that much more power and aware of her power. So I mean, I can't even choose. It's just two different performances to me because they're two different characters. You know, even though it's the same person, yeah. but uh, with the comparison, hey, nothing could be worse. And it's also difficult because they've both done an extraordinary job. I think both of them. Absolutely, um, man. So I, can you answer that question? No, it's a it's a tough choice, you know. and i think that's the beauty and that's the you know what amazing casting and writing of characters also i thought the transition was very smooth for me 
Yeah, it was incredible, so, right? It was incredible. It was like, yeah. like you know, yeah, you don't feel it at all. I mean, the trailer is like gets you a bit on the edge when you see the trailer right. of the next season, and then once you're in the season, five minutes you're into the show, into the world, sure. and what writing, what directing, what casting. I mean, each department is just department. So, But so you know terrific. what? My favorite for for a show that's about Queen Elizabeth, obviously, um, yeah. and you know, and everybody, all the other characters are important, but they are peripheral largely. You know, for me, the episode, and and I know that the Aberfan tragedy episode is the one that ranks highest on IMDb and otherwise. You mm. know, Sid, for me, I, I, for me, the it was very personal. I thought that episode, uh, the man lands on moon, right? When Neil Armstrong um, and and, those, and, those, and his compatriots land on the moon, and then they come to meet the the Prince Philip, right? Um, and the way they've sort of gone into his midlife crisis, where he's you know questioning his existence. Right. Um, and then he, and then he goes into that you, you you know what i'm talking about that episode i i thought it was i thought it was possibly the best episode for me or my favorite episode at least right right sure because yeah, it, it gives you so agree, there's so much happening there man it's not just like it's it, there's depth to it as well right i think this yeah. complex characters and motivations of these so guys and i think it's the crown right it's really about the the crown it's i think it's less about elizabeth and more about sort of the 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 role that she plays and i think yeah. how somebody somebody with the i won't say the chauvinism of prince philip but just the background Right, I mean, he's himself a fallen, fallen royal. If you think about it, yeah, and he's yeah. manu- he's maneuvered into this position, and then he's like a genuine companion. But he also has his his own discomfort with his with his sort of place in the world and everything. And, yeah, and I think it, it, and, it's and, like and, a great companion piece. So yeah, absolutely. So so it actually happened twice last season. If you realize there was there was that episode right with with the man on the moon and and uh, Philip's entire. Uh, question of existential existentialism yeah, with his mom um, with his mom i think uh, when his mom comes by and stuff as well i think that was a brilliant that was yeah. brilliant as well yeah that was beautiful and, and also and and also queen elizabeth right that episode where she just takes off on a whim to france and then to america um you know and and you see that interest that she's so interested in horse riding uh, and i think towards the end there's a dialogue right she says something to the effect of that you know i'm just thinking about a life that you know this is who i could have been yeah um and then she's like anyway we got to go get back to london now you and know? that's so amazing, that and that's and that's amazing right? like on the outside you think you're the queen of england and that's that's like a punchline in most situations right and yeah, yeah, you yeah. you'd, you'd estimate that that's like a perfectly great position to be in because you know you've got the fancy cars the palaces the private jets and and inherently you've got somebody who doesn't want any of that i mean you've just been forced yeah. into it right and and that's the dichotomy i think that's amazing i think they did a fantastic job picking it and sort of yeah. portraying it and i think it goes on a much more deeper level with say compared to uh the helen mirren sort of version which i thought was fantastic as well i think she has great dignity in the way she pulled it off but i think the, also the same writer that's the best thing right the same yeah, time is written yeah, crown yeah. is written yeah i think is uh, yeah because in uk they Nordic don't really have this whole you know writers room concept that came in you know for from the us from america i think yeah. you know uk still has yeah i mean uk still has that you know one writer his yeah. vision but that's also that's also cuz that's also cuz they used to working like how indian television was back in the yeah. 80s yes. you know, do those yes. 13 episodes only and then once yeah, you're yeah, done yeah. with the story let's just move on to other things we don't need to do 600000 episodes or 26 yeah. episodes or 20 episodes like the american season does and i think that that basically means you'll have some shows like say white chapel or faulty towers which has like 10 episodes in two seasons in 20 years i mean Uh, what is that right and these are culturally yeah. phenomenal sort of shows and they're great and, shows yeah i mean landmark shows you know cultural landmarks yeah, yeah. and and you so only have 10 episodes guys so at least now we know what's going to be discussed in great detail in the next episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think we have to i think we have to talk i think we should definitely check it out before that yeah for sure yeah. but i mean what about some of the other series that are out there man i mean uh, what are you guys watching like what are you guys watching right now I've I've just I've just started uh, Queen's Gambit last night. Oh, my wife is watching that. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. She loves it. I started it. Yeah, very curious. Episodes are superb. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, and I, and I, and I'm just twiddling thumbs right now. I'm waiting for Fargo to end. I'm waiting for no. Mandalorian to end. You know, there's this week, weekly dropping is painful. Yeah. yeah. How do you find Fargo? the latest season 3 terrible i'm i'm waiting i'm waiting for it to get over but i've heard very bad things right? i don't want to ruin it i, I know they've greened it season 4 so i'm excited but yeah. i thought it was pretty bad this I is 3 uh, this is 4 right the the chris rock is season 4 right i think it's 3 no you had uh, you had the one with uh, billy bob thornton you had the one which was uh, with uh, which set in the 70s or whatever with ted danson 
You had three with uh, Ewan McGregor. I think this is four. yeah. So this is yeah. But I think it's a, again. I, th- I thought season three was just okay, but four is just not doing it, man. Also, Chris Rock is I think doing a lot of this stuff for money. I think he's just saying yes to everything. <laughs> so, no, honestly, I think he said it himself. I think he's got right, to a divorce right. or whatever, so he needs the cash. So I mean, uh, if you guys want him for something, I think he'll be up for it. I think uh, give it a go. <laughs> no, but I was, you know, and then Fargo is is. I mean, it's it's a, it's a masterpiece otherwise. But I, you know, and and I was speaking to a friend of mine who's watching it weekly. So I'm glad now that you guys also say it. Of course, I'm still going to watch it. Um, but but you know, but maybe I'll do better because I'm watching it with lower expectations. But here's the thing, man. Like another look at Fargo, right? Like again, seminal film, you know, in terms of yeah, what it yeah. was. Then you have the courage to go out and say, "Yeah, okay, I'm going to go ahead and make this show." And 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 where does that courage come from? Like, why do you think you can actually put together a show which is going to be money uh, of of no man? Which I think courage is well. like you. Right? Yeah, but you could very easily sort of destroy your own credibility and career if you get participate in something which is based on a film because you know you've had films before, TV series before based on films which are always terrible. You know what I mean? They're always bad. They usually get cancelled after a season. They never sort of go out and 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 make a make their well, way. Only in the world. entourage. Only entourage was the other way. Well, around, I, right? So you know, I yeah. think what happens is you know this is where studio executives and competition comes into play. i think you know you need franchises quickly because competition is is you know is intense there is only that much of talent left limited you know yeah. things available to green light i get it budget. i get it yeah i think i think from a marketing standpoint also it makes it easier okay i'm going to launch this because people will know the title but i think that again there's always been terrible ones man you had a series on scream on I think you know uh, Dust Till Dawn ka series tha. There was one based on even, like even Psycho, right? I mean, they, they had the you had the courage to go and make Bates Motel, which was not such a bad show, but yeah, which is again not bad. Psycho. It was it was definitely yeah. not bad. But I'm saying that yeah. you know I get I get its logic completely, man. It's like a very easy green light because maybe studio execs see okay, our branded property here, people will probably know what it is to start with, and it's no, an easy jump off point. point. Yeah, I, I'd actually go back to God. Fargo in particular. One is is it is a tough one to crack. It's tough one, man. I think. It's yeah, critically acclaimed, right? I think that's a harder sell than a popular, yeah. like a Baywatch. If it was the other way around, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, definitely. But, 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 but no, a movie to episodic is a great trend I see happening in India in the next two three years. Actually, I think yeah, you know. इतनी इतनी बड़ी landmark movies हैं ही कहाँ यार जो चलाओगे TV पे. But जो भी, I think it will still go through the green light. Shole, Shole, the series you think is dropping? The series is dropping. I mean, not Shole, but uh, but I get what Sid is saying. I think there could be a lot of films that could make for very very interesting series. You know what we should talk about is I think we should talk about maybe next time if it's possible is some of these films that I think are so tight and so well made in India, yeah. which were probably yeah. in the sixties and seventies from like a noir standpoint. I think that's a great idea. And that's like you know, like Twelve yeah. T for I think there was the one with uh, I can't remember with uh, Manoj Kumar as well. I think it was uh, Gumnam, Gumnam, Gumnam. Yeah, there you go. So yeah. A couple of these. Uh, I think uh, there was one which was. I don't remember Hindi. I don't remember, but English. Fog. Fog. What do you call it? Dun, 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 dun. Sorry. <laughs> I think on this note, Gaurav. Pretty sad that I said that, man. Yeah. I think let's wrap for today. Yes, definitely. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I think let's uh, let's focus for next week. Definitely the crown. Amazing. And let's yeah, yeah. maybe. I'm saying I, I don't know I don't know how far your 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 podcast goes, man. But I'm telling you, this is a great way to spend like ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah. fun. Sounds like fun. Totally. I mean, and, and and it's actually quite heartbreaking to have to hang up because I thought you could. No, I do. Sneak in like another twenty <laughs> minutes more. You know? Yeah, oh, easy, man. I could just keep going like until my throat goes. But yeah. amazing, dude. So that's the episode for today. Hope you guys had as much fun as we did. Do give us your feedback on Instagram at eplogmedia, and subscribe to our shows on your favorite podcast app. If you are on Apple, do rate and review Binge Stan. It'll help us. Until next time, keep binging. <laughs>